Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless and good evening. Good evening to each and every one. This is uh, Dr. LeVert Kemp. It's a pleasure just to speak to you tonight. And again, I'd like to reiterate the statement that I make. The only dumb question is one that's not asked. And I pray that there be question asked. If you have further information that I have, that you will give that information because I've learned that iron sharpens iron. And the questions that you give out to me after we speak tonight, any questions that you have, you ask the questions, then I will answer them the best of my ability. I want to say good evening and God bless each and every one. Turn it over to our facilitator. Amen, amen. God bless you. Uh, Pastor Kim, God bless everyone listening in. Thank you for turning us on tonight. Welcome to History Talk. All right, let's jump in. We give all honor, glory, and praise to our Heavenly Father, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, for another opportunity uh, to be used with this platform of breaking chains. All right, so let's get started. Um, Yesterday, uh, nationally, (laughs) uh, you celebrated Juneteenth, and um, uh, June 19th was the actual day, uh, as they say. So last night, uh, uh, Dr. Kemp and I were on the air, and we talked about a few things. So I want to, I want to kind of pick up on some things that we discussed on last night, and and get back into them uh, tonight here on History Talk, because uh, everything starts with your history and your identity. If you don't know who you are, where you come from, you can't possibly have a plan uh, uh, on how to stay focused on what God has planned for you, because He's already set a plan for you. But also, you, you, you can't stay focused on the things that you need to do with life because you don't know who you are and where you come from. So, Pastor, uh, what I want to jump in first tonight about, um, let's go back to Juneteenth, uh, because we said something last night about, you know, all they got to do is give us a distraction uh, to give us something to make us want to go party, drink, smoke, dance, twerk, and uh, pole dance, uh, lap dance, and no disrespect to anyone. We're not here to disrespect, but it's all about... Uh, always trying to keep you from knowing who you are as a people. So, so Pastor, um, let's talk about the true history of Juneteenth and what you're celebrating here in 2022 opposed to what Juneteenth was actually started for and when it was started and why it was started. Because you always say the who, the wit, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how. So let's start there, Pastor. God bless. Go ahead. God bless you. Uh, Juneteenth is, is 
considered the emancipation of the slaves in Texas, not in the United States, not in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, or Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, the southern states. All the other southern states other than Texas was free on January the 1st, 1863. It wasn't until two years, five months later that the slaves uh, found out in Texas that uh, that they marched in, the, the Union soldiers marched in uh, Galveston, Texas on June 19, 1885, two years and five months after the Emancipation Proclamation was passed and slaves were free. They didn't get the news the news didn't reach Texas until two years, five months later. And it was emancipation means to be free. Uh, it was two years, five months extra slave labor that the slaves in Texas, by not knowing and being misinformed, that they were free. I would only imagine that, that the masters of the plantation knew, but they never passed it down to those who were in servitude. Now, I would, I would like to reiterate the statement is that uh, I read uh, some history earlier about how they fought the battle right here where I live in Baton Rouge. And then when they got ready to go across what they called Port Allen, who was named after a Confederate general named Allen, they had already conquered and General Allen was over there and it was no longer use, useful for them to go over on that side. So that was 1885. But now the slaves were, were freed in 1883 before the Civil War ended. But the emancipation of them continued. So when we're celebrating, when you say emancipation, we're talking about when all the slaves. Now, if other slave people want to say, uh, they want to say that uh, Mississippi, Alabama, and other, Louisiana, and other, you know, southern states might say, well, we could celebrate it in uh and, and on January, when uh, the first time it was written that they were free, but we choose to celebrate Juneteenth because that's when all the southern states knew that they were emancipated. And that primary, it started in Galveston, Texas. And so that's why we celebrate the emancipation uh, from slavery. But I'd like to submit to you tonight that you know, the emancipation never really happened of slavery. Slavery... Uh, kept going, and it's, it's a it's a form of slavery right now called systemic racism. That we that we we don't do. We're too busy. Uh, Pastor was saying what I said last night. What I was saying was this: that we don't pay attention to what's going on in the news. We don't pay attention to the politicians. We let the politicians speak and don't let the work that they do speak for them. Uh, after after the Emancipation Proclamation and slaves were free, they passed the 13th Amendment, which ratified, but they later ratified that Constitution that, 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 that said that the slaves were free with the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment was, was in 1818, 18, what that was, 1860, uh, really, really, when 1861. And they, they did it, but then they started ratifying things. They changed things to later on, whereas when they changed those laws, they changed it, that, that they, they ratified it like in 
they wrote it in January, but it was ratified, rechanged a little bit in December that anyone, any, anyone could put, be put back in the servitude or you can be put in servitude. One, if you didn't have a job. Two, if you didn't have any way to live. Three, if you didn't have any money. Most states today have what you call a vagrancy law. Vagrancy means you walk in the street with no means of support. Well, why would a slave, I, I, I'm going to ask you this question. If you are a slave, you are freed from slavery. You leave off the plantation. You don't have a job, so you could get arrested. You don't have a place to stay. You could get arrested. You don't have food. You don't have money, and you can't leave. So they put them right back. The ones that would arrest them put them right back and take them right back to the plantation, and the plantation would give the, the city or whatever, whatever, like Louisiana Parish or whatever you want to call it, money and bring them right back to the plantation. Or either they went into what you call sharecropping. And, and it doesn't mean what it says. Sharecropping means if you got a thousand acre of cotton, I share in the profits, profits what you make from it. But they didn't do it that way. They let, let them sleep in, house, sleep in houses that was cold in the winter and hot in the summer. Outdoor, door, no, no, I mean, it was just still on silver. And they still worked them hard. And being that they couldn't read, they didn't have to pay them the amount of money that they were supposed to pay them. So it's a lot to that Juneteenth. And I know we celebrate, uh, we, chose, we all of us as being black, or most black didn't do anything for June 19th. But I guarantee you we will have our outfits, go buy outfits for the 4th of July. Now let me uh, explain something to you. And in, in, in 1776, the United States fought Great Britain. The United States of America was not that. They were a colony of Great Britain. That's why they had to fight the Britain for their independence. That's why it's called a Declaration of Independence, 1776. Now, it, it, it's incumbent upon me to tell you that when they fought that, that blacks were still slaves. And when you sing the Star Spangled Banner, oh, say, can you see by the dawn of early light? Okay, if you would get the whole Star Spangled Banner and read it, that second standard would say no room for the slaves in the highland. You were still slaves almost 80-something years later before you was, you was freed. Almost 80-some-odd years before Blackwood. So you still was considered, during the time we celebrate the 4th of July, as, as one-third of a human being almost like a monkey or something. And so mm. that's the way you were. If you were raped, it was like you raped an animal, you paid a fire. If you kill a black, it was like you kill somebody, a dog, I mean, a cow or something, you pay for it. So so this is this is the thing, but I guarantee you when that comes, we had that flag fly, but we'll be afraid to put, put up a red, black, and green, a red, yellow, and green. Land, people, and blood. It, it, we'll be we ashamed of that, and then we're I'm not African. No, you wasn't. You're not a. Yes, you are African. You're of African descent, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. We need to stop that. We need to stop it. And what I was saying about 
when you're saying pole dancing, doing everything, our children and, and, and blacks today, we still get the lower paying jobs. We still get lower pay. We still have uh, systemic racism in employment. In the Justice Department, we get more time and get more of us get incarcerated uh, than any other people in, in, in America with 33% of the people in prison over the United States that's black. But yet only 13% of the people in, in the whole United States is black. Can you understand what I'm trying to tell you? If, 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 if it's only 13% of the people in America is black, but yet we make up 33% of the people in the prison system, that's more than anyone else, percentage of anyone else. The next is the Hispanic, then you have some Asian, then you have Caucasian, which is the largest population in America, mm-hmm. although they may be the least populated racial group in the world today. It, it, it's what you call so-called white people, Europeans, which only make up 11% of the world today. Only this, only 800 and, and what is it, eight, 800 million of them in in the world today out of 7.9 billion. So uh, they don't make up that many, much of the population. There were a good many more blacks than there are uh, Africans than there are that. But we are afraid of, we're ashamed of who we are. All we want to do now is we haven't got all our rights back. First of all, all you want to do is go to a nightclub, a concert, get drunk, throw a picnic, a barbecue, and don't worry about what's going on and how people are treating you. If we continue to go in this cycle as we are today, our children and grandchildren are going to have to suffer because we sat on our rooty tooty duties, our backside, and didn't stand up for what's right and didn't press forward for what's right. And then we allow them to tell us, since we call we so we so called Christians, that uh, you don't do that, you don't say this, you don't do this because uh, uh, this the church and we Christians. Well, you do if you ever study your Bible and find out what a Sadducee or Pharisee is. Those were the people that were in control of the country of, of the children of Israel. Jesus rebelled against them. He spoke out against them. But the way it is to you, they don't tell you because you don't read it and understand the Bible. So then you think that you don't supposed to say nothing about it. Now, Jesus did say what Caesar rendered Caesar. That was talking about tax. But he was saying by the treatment that God had, all of us are brothers and sisters. And Jesus has told that and said, how can you say you love me whom you've never seen but yet hate your neighbor? How could people hate you? but yet say that they're Christians. So you've oftentimes heard me say that America is nowhere a Christian nation. And most people that say they are Christian and go to church 24-7 every Sunday and being there jumping up and down shouting, there's nowhere in the Bible where you run around in circles or you're supposed to be have money running out of your ears. Matter of fact, it speaks out against it. But these are the things that we're doing, and they rely on the Holy Spirit and and say that's the Holy Spirit have you jumping. But uh, for us as African-Americans, I'm just going to be honest and straightforward with it. It comes from, come from Haiti and Africa, and it, 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 it originated with, with hoodoo. And if you ever go back and say hoodoo compared to the black church, uh, uh, the ritual 
and you'll see the exact same thing about the shouting and everything that we do in the church. Uh, I looked recently at the awards the other night, and I saw the people had outfits like singers like Diana Ross. And, but I'm old school, but some of the old, some of the uh, singers today, not as, not quite as skimpy dressed, but they dress like they're singers. They dance like they in a, in, in a concert or a nightclub. That's gospel, and the gospels today is no more than a, 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 a water a little watered down form of hip hop. So I, I don't I don't really get it. I don't really get it as as you learn more and more of the Bible and you really learn how to interpret the Bible. You will find out that all we do we say we have in good church, but all we have in there's some preacher get up and put his monkey show on for you and then dance and you dance and you clap your hand and then you say we had some good service. But what did you learn? Did it change your life? See, uh if you if you would study your Bible and I'm about to stop and let you answer another question or if anybody needs to ask a question pertaining to emancipation. But after we were freed, you know the children of Israel after they were freed from servitude in Egypt. God told Moses now when they get to the promised land, don't take the people ways or marry them or take their ways. Well the first thing in the reading it wasn't because you don't marry outside your race. It was because of the beliefs and character of the people that they were gonna come in contact with. Okay? God God is the creator of both black and we white there's no there's nobody white. So we can get rid of that. Uh, it's nobody white. So um, that that's something that we could just totally put on the side. And uh, so we, we need we need, really need to look at it at how we worship and try to learn more of the Bible. Really learn what it truly means. We're so busy uh, having a good time that we're not going home and home as we leave and go to our home practicing the Bible because we're not getting it. We're getting some watered-down gospel with a lot of singing and concerting, and then we say it, then the preacher, he get the, I call it the hooping cough, and he hoop and holler, and that, 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 that's preaching. But the Bible told Jesus, told his disciples, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And then he say, teaching them to observe all things I've taught you, Lord, I'm with you always until the end. Jesus also said that, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you're not doing singing all through church and playing music you have, and making the keyboard or the organ sing when you run across it and people screaming about music, you need to be screaming to get the demons out of some people. But uh, that's, that's just a little humor. But uh, we need to really learn about the Emancipation Proclamation. We need to learn that the slave is really about those that really don't know about uh, Juneteenth. It was started in, in, in uh, 1885, June 19th. That's why it's called Juneteenth. Uh, and it really was really for Texas. Galveston, Texas, the, the slaves in Texas just found out that they uh, were emancipated, which uh, the slaves that were in the other southern states, I gave the list of them. They knew in 1883, January 1st, 1883. Amen.
Um, is there another question? Uh, someone need to ask a question. Amen, amen. God bless you, Pastor. Um, that's something that you brought up just then, though, Pastor, about uh, talking about now and, and, and the way the history, you know, people use the music and the way that uh, we carry on with the dancing, the way we dress and uh, our, our everything about our appearance and, you know, everything that they, they go back to our history. They try to use our history with that. But there's something I want to throw out there with that, something you just said uh, with the music and everything. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, I know somebody's about to get mad about this, but uh, didn't Satan have something to do? Uh, Let me say what his name was. Lucifer have something to do with music when he was in uh, in heaven with God. Yeah. Well, they say when you say the anointed cherubim, and uh-huh. uh, a lot of scholars say he was over the choir, the chorus in heaven, because he was called the anointed cherubim. You know, uh, they were called uh, the little children choir. They used to call the cherubim choir. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they said that he was over the musical aspect of it. But I, I, it's, it's nothing really, uh, really evil about music. But there's something going on now that yeah, um, right. I heard different um, different uh, singers who uh, made music. And, 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 and what they did, they wouldn't call the word God. So it could be played crossover. I can name right. a many groups that did it. Uh, they're upbeat where you could play it in the nightclub and you could play it in uh, you could play it in the nightclub and then also you could play it in church and things like some of the uh, people wouldn't know that the songwriter said never could I made it. He made the song for his wife. He didn't wasn't talking about God, but they switched it over because you could think and put God in his wife's place. So it's a lot of things like that that we that we do within our worship service. See, worship is sacred. Worship meaning giving the, the the only way you could you you could bless God is by living by His Word and thanking Him every day for what He do. Because there's no gift you could give Him. The Bible declared that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein, that the cattle on a thousand hill belong to Him. So it's nothing that we can do or nothing that we could give God because he owns everything. He's omnipotent, he's omniscient, and he's omnipresent. If he, mm-hmm. if he, if he, then, he then he is the Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. No beginning and no end. He created everything. Mm-hmm. And no one created him. John said in John, the first chapter, Verses 1 through 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. So when we take that into context, it's talking about Jesus. See, there are two terms in the Hebrew, in the Greek uh, uh, for the word, for word. One is rhema, and one is logos. Now, rhema is the written, and logos is the living word. When they say, and the Word became flesh, they're talking about Jesus. That's the logos became a living being. The rhema became flesh, internal logo. Amen. Uh, but uh, I, I see so much of us going the wrong way toward it. But if we really research the Bible and really do it the way the New Testament, we quote a lot of Old Testament scriptures, but the Old Testament is the Old Covenant. 
And the New Testament is the newcomer, which they really met in houses and taught each other about the Word of God. But today we don't want to be taught. We got to have all kinds mm. of music. We have every string music that you can have. You know, the guitar slang singing, the guitar beats. <laughs> but, and there's nothing wrong, but we need to start teaching our people and let them know church is not about the music, it's about the word. Because you can't be saved by music. The Bible tells you faith comes by hearing hearing the word of God. You know, and the Bible says, how can a man come unless he's drawn? How can he be drawn if he's drawn by the spirit? The Bible says his word is spirit and the truth. So the writing in that Bible, the Holy Spirit breathed on man, uh, uh, that with that Second Timothy two and fifteen, you know, by one of them is all scriptures given by inspiration of God. I think it is on one and sixteen, two and sixteen. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. Prophets of doctrine. When they say all scriptures given by inspiration, it means God breathed, and the word for spirit is pneuma. It means air or breathe, and it say God say the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus. See, you have your Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three are one, that he breathed on man, and man uh, wrote what he had to, to write. Those scriptures that we read are inspired by God. The Holy Spirit is God, but it's different duty. The Father is the Creator, the Son, the Redeemer. Jesus came here, and he told us he wouldn't leave us comfortless. He was going to send a paraclete, a comforter to us, and that was the Holy Spirit. That will lead, and you say the Holy Spirit did not come into the world judge, but to but 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 to convict the world, and to bring all things back to our remembrance what the Word of God will taught you. It didn't never said that the Holy Spirit will make you run, jump up and down, scream, and do all these other things. You could get a strong, exhausted concordance and look up every word of what the Holy Spirit does, and you won't find out the majority of things. We say the Holy Spirit do is not in your Bible. Amen. 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 So, 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 so here's here's the next thing because this is something that uh, you always are, are trying to educate us about. I, I, I mentioned this, uh, I think, in the first hour last night. <laughs> you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters became mad at, you know, mad at each other. Let me say it that way because of the the things that were going on under the old covenant and you say in the new Testament uh, about our beginning and, and, and how we became about and, and how we started and then the separation that took place and the, the hiding in the caves. And, you know, and, and, and what I said was, was that, you know, uh, you were mad because you didn't want to follow the covenant of the word of God. You didn't want to follow the laws and what God had laid out. So you, you wanted to be evil and get away and do it your way. So you you went under you went in these caves and you you became uh, vicious. You 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 had to learn how to survive. So you became murderers and and and, and rapists and you know what I'm saying. You had to kill each other to come up with food. You had to rape each other to keep yourselves going. There's a lot of things that went on in those caves that you know what I'm saying that 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 a lot of history don't want to come out. And uh, when they came out of the caves, they saw uh, all of the magnificent beauty that had uh, uh, come about above ground and, and, and how us, the original man and woman, uh, the kings and queens of the earth, uh, full of gold and riches, uh, had, had built up, you know, God's world. And here come your evil, vicious ways that you trained yourself to be. And you start uh, attacking and taking over and doing things. So, 
Pastor, here it is right here. Um, let's talk about where we all come from in the beginning in the first place. Because this is no disrespect. Let me say this. You say there's no such thing as a white person, which is the truth. Listen, I do mortuary work. If you don't know what mortuary, I work at a funeral home. Let me say it that way. So, listen, when I go, when they when they need me to come to the funeral home, there's this such thing when this person, there's, there's this person that you call European or white person. If you don't have them in the ground by a certain time, they go back to their original color. So, Pastor, talk about the original color <laughs> of man and where we come from, please, so people can understand. <laughs> Amen. Um, if you study your anthropology, you uh, you you will find out that the oldest fossils, that uh, oldest remains of humans, came from from Africa. And the oldest fossil that they found, they call it Lucy. And Lucy's are what they call, you want to find Australopithecus. Australopithecus is Lucy. And they found the fossil of the skeletal remains in Ethiopia in 1974. And they didn't simply just because uh, she was the beginning of uh, the, the evolutional change. Now, you have to understand she was 3.2 million years old. They date her back to not 1,000 years, but they found this lady. They gave her the name Lucy. And the reason they gave her the name Lucy is because the Beatles had, had a record out in 1974 about Lucy in disguise. And so them being European, when they found a fossil in Ethiopia, in the southern parts of Ethiopia, and the guy named was Don, Donald Johansson and Tom Grace. And what they did was uh, they named the fossil Lucy. And as I said, that, that went back to 3.2 million years ago. Now, also, to, to show you something, when they look for the oldest living fossils or the oldest fossil in the world, they don't go to Europe. They don't go to China. They don't go to these other places because man originally uh, came, came, uh, came into existence. They came from Africa. That's why they looked for the beginning. Now, now I'm going to get to the part where, where when they uh, first left out of Africa and uh, and went to other parts of the world, but I need to bring you up the, the snuff on this and up, up to date on this. Uh, they also, another uh, people from Britain, uh, Britain paleontologists uh, and also uh, – Anthropologist, uh, his name was Louis Leakey, and his wife named Mary Douglas Leakey. And uh, they were from Britain, but they lived a lot of time in Africa around Tanzania. Well, they discovered the first what they call a fossil of a proconsul skull, and that's when they, that looks like the human being that looks like, uh, almost looked like an ape. Uh, but I don't believe, and they never say man came from an ape. They say it's our closest cousin because if that's so, man would still be uh, evolving from apes. I, I made a joke about it. You walk by the zoo and uh, an ape might speak to you and ask you to let him out the cage. I'm a human now. But nevertheless, uh, the apes is, uh, uh, that we, we close to, and I'm going to give you a, a, a little rundown on that about the ancestors. 
but they, 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 it's called an OD gauge. And uh, this discoverer, of the, they call it the robust uh, discoverer of Zenzanthropus. Now, this was a skull that they found in OD garden. That's in Tanzania. Uh, it's, it's deal with, when you hear about that Zenzanthropus or Zenzanthropy, you're dealing with uh, uh, that, that, that's Northeast Asia around, um, around the Sahara, Sub-Sahara. And several archaeologists and anthropologists found fossils. They found of, of apes. They found them of humans. While excavating all these guards, they found tools and other artifacts that they found that man was able to make tools. And now this is two print one eight million years ago. And that that's dealing with uh, that's dealing with with Professor. Leek and his wife, but Don Johansson and Tom Gray, Tom Grave, they found that Lucy was three million years old. So those are the earliest fossils, and they're looking for it. But that that's that that's not it. That's not all of it. We we need to really really search and find out. And I'm going to tell you something about the Bible. Whenever you get an opportunity, I want you to, to when you're reading your Bible, you you look at that Bible. And you go back to where the Garden of Eden was located. And they're going to give some name of uh, some rivers. They're going to be some rivers that you don't know. They're going to give a name uh, of, they're going to say the Guyon and the Pishon River. Well, if you look, find out the Guyon and the Pishon River are the Nile, it's the Nile River. And how do I know it's the Nile River? It say it, it, it encompasses meaning a crescent-shaped encompass go around the land of, of Cush, which is Havilah. Cush is the mean burnt face. It's the word they use for Ethiopia. Havilah is the son of Cush, which means Ethiopia. So the garden was down to, down in Africa, too. I'm going to show you something else. They say that they say there was a guy on. Now they say the Pashan River encompassed the land of Dejabudi, which is Somaliland, which is Somalia. And you know, both of those are on the on the African continent. Aristotle and others come up and say, Herodias and them, they come up and tell you that Ethiopia was named the place of the gods. Now, 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 I'm a firm believer, and then they say the other river was the uh, 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 Euphrates. And the Euphrates is over in the Middle East around uh, Iraq. And, and that's true. And then they say the Tigris River. But now some people try to give the type, no, no, it was the Hedekia. But the, and they try to say the Hedekia River is the Tigris River. But I beg the difference from what scholars have said, the Hedekia being the scholars. The Bible declared that the Hedekia River ran east and west. But today, uh, the Tigris River flowed north and south parallel with the Euphrates River. So so, so that wouldn't be it. Now, there's a river that cuts off from uh, the Nile Calabatus. It does flow east and west. <laughs> now, I want you to understand, before the flood and the ice age, all the land masses were together. That's what scientists say, was together. And after the flood and after the ice age, the land were, were apart. 
So we have different continents after the Ice Age. But now we're going to go back, and I want to say this, and I'm going to go back uh, further with you on something about that. Uh, where did we where did things start from? So I'm showing you that thing, every life started in Africa because all these earlier fossils were starting in Africa, and all the people were dark. Even if you look at somebody that live around the equator, Right now, everybody's dark skin that live right on the equator. Now, I want you to understand this, and as we continue to talk, we need to go into some. We need need to uh, go into genetics, and genetics uh, is the inheritance involved with the passing of discrete units of uh, of inherited organs. Uh, uh, our, our DNA from our parents to offspring. Now, the father of genetics, his name is called Gregoire Mendel, and he's called the father of genetics. And he have a whole lot of things, what they call Mendel's Law. And he found out that offsprings, Mendel found that paths pass on dominant and recessive genes. Now, Mendel had... Uh, Three laws, which was the law of independent assortment, the law of dominance, and the law of segregation. Now, 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 botany would tell you about seeds and other things. You know, if you want to get get certain apples, you plant a, a, a seed, and that type apple come maybe a yellow apple, maybe a red. But certain seeds bring on certain things. But now, when you're dealing with human beings. He have stated this because that he knew that the dominant gene, he knew where the origin of man came from. So this is his writing. See, Gregoire Mender is Caucasian. I just gave you Professor Lewis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, husband and wife, are Caucasian. I told you about Don Johansson and Tom Gray. Those are Caucasian who telling you that life started in Africa. And the people with dogs, listen at, at, at what uh, some of the things that uh, the father of genetics say. He says that black or brown skin is dominant. Brown eyes are dominant. Now, if you look up the definition of dominant, it means superior. They say light skin or what, what, you, what the white people call themselves come from a recessive gene. Blue eyes, where you don't see that many people, is a recessive gene. Now, now, what 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 I'm saying is, now now what I'm trying to tell you is this: you could see, you could get the recessive from the dominant. You could take two black people from the darkest parts of Africa and come out with a white baby. It will be called an albino, and that's all really white people are albino. They are offshoot of you, but in a lower form. But you can't take two white people, uh, Caucasians, and make a black person because they're not original. And if you would ever look up the definition of a mutation, you'll find out exactly what I mean. Now, listen at what a mutation is. A mutation simply means uh, a mutation is a change of a structure, a gene, resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning to be passed down, caused by an alteration of a single base 
unit in DNA or deletion, insertion, or arrangement of larger section of genes. In other words, they say mutation is the ultimately the only way in which new variations in a species. How do you think that new new variation happens where you come up with Caucasian? Well, they don't have melanin. You have melanin. The, uh, we have melanin. They don't have melanin. It's a depletion, what I just said, a unit in DNA or deletion or insertion or rearrangement of a large section of a gene. Now, we've been dealing with uh, the COVID-19 going into a mutation or uh, 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 variation and things like that. So it mutated from uh, COVID-19 to Omicron. And it had it, it been passed on, it's going on, it's mutating. And also now, the variation, if somebody calls something a variant, it simply meaning a form or version of something that different in some respect from the other form of the same thing, a form of a standard. The standard people in the world are what came about being black. They were dark-skinned. But from them came every other man. And, 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 and what's about it, when you talk to Caucasians and let them know that you know these things, they're not going to like you. They don't want to talk in school. They have this thing that about critical race theory. They won't teach you because they say their children will feel bad about themselves. What you going to know that uh, find out that you come from recessive genes? And they don't like that. They don't like it. They don't want nobody to tell their children that you're no more than an albino. Well, I've, I've learned that if I have a white catfish, it's an albino. I learned if I have a white tiger, albino, white lion, white rhino, and everything white is albino because the original form is of a dark color. Now, uh, so, but why white folks, uh, Caucasian or European, don't want to be called albino because it comes from a recessive gene. A recessive means a lower form, and they don't want to want you to know you're not the dummy. You're not the dummy. When they were, you asked me a question, Pastor. You said uh, about 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 the, about the cave thing. Over 6,000 years ago in Egypt. Now, and I'm going to tell you something about Egypt. Hey, 48 story building. And if you find out and do your research, you'll find out that the people in Egypt have been there maybe 1,500 years. Not 1,500 years, about, uh, well, maybe about eight 900 years. Because it, it's, let's see, they came, uh, they came about nine, yeah, they about close to 1,500 years. Uh, about about six seven hundred years after Christ, when the Muslim came together, when Mohammed came together, but uh, before then, no, before then they, they they came later on, much later than that. They might have been there nine eight nine hundred years now, maybe less than that, uh, in, in in Egypt. But uh, the Greeks had taken over for a while, and uh, by Alexander the Great. But they were black. But they won't tell you because they don't want you to know that black people build it. All you have to do is don't pay closer attention. Oh, it's, it's a lot of it's on Facebook and on YouTube now. Why they are the black scholars are showing you the real pictures of the people on the walls in the pyramids, and they're black and brown. 
and not know to know real light brown, black and brown people. But I, I submit to you that, that people in Africa do still come in all colors, hair textures, and everything else. And so what you look or if you want to find out uh, about what, who are the Africans, go to the Sudan, what they call Nubians, go to uh, south, southern parts of Ethiopia and the southern parts of Egypt. You'll find out that they got people that you're talking about, they're African. No, Egypt is Africa. And they had built 48-story buildings with no cranes, perfectly cut. They had diamonds, rubies, everything. They had crowns. They were metallurgy thousands and thousands of years ago when they were just coming out of caves in Europe. You're not the dumb one. Let me explain something to you uh, since uh, – Rum William wanted me to explain something to you. If you will go back, out of Africa occurred 70,000 years ago. That means everybody lived in Africa, but they start dispersing and going to other places. They dispersed first what now people call it Euro-Asia, but we just call it the Middle Land. I mean, the uh, Middle East around the Holy Land. They went up in there around, around the Holy Land which the Holy Land was, was counted as Africa during that time. It was called North Africa, but I'm talking about Iraq, Pakistan, Palestine, the, uh, 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 around around the area of India and China. That's where they went when they free Australia and went that way. That's why they call the, the black people that leave their aboriginal people. And look who the original, who are, are the indigenous people of Australia. You'll find it out. Uh, but they left and they went there. They didn't go up to Europe until 40,000 years ago, and that's when they came up with the Ice Age. And during that Ice Age, they were sleeping as, uh, you say, pastor, in caves. They weren't coming out. And if you would look at uh, Europe on a map, you will find out that Europe is not a very good place to grow crops. It's not a real, very good place to have anything. Because it's on a plane up with up towards uh, some places up to Canada and some places above Canada, I mean it's very frigid most of the, it's cold most of the time. So you're not talking about growing crops even in the United States of America. Up in the northern parts of the country, they don't really grow a lot of crops. But if you go in the south, they grow a lot of crops. Therefore, uh, the Europeans had to leave their country. And, and go try to conquer other countries. Oh, they were eating themselves in caves. They were uh, doing. They were. They had to eat a lot of meat because they had to go out and and hunt stuff because they couldn't be really gathering too much because couldn't be hunter gatherers. Be they were hunters because they, nothing grow when it's frozen. Now animals have to come out and try to kill each other to get it. But and so they, they they did that, and I guess if they didn't have food, they were eating one another. But a lot of the things that you that's really not being taught, and things like that, we are we're allowing them to teach history uh, to us, and the history that they teach, and this is this is in the school system, and it's sad to say it. You, the average, not the average, all uh, kids that go through first through twelfth grade in America, they go through a, a school system that teach only the history made up by Europeans. All the discoveries came by the so-called Caucasians. Don't you know they were only called 
they just started calling themselves white, and that was 1681 when they first started calling themselves white. And the people in other countries don't call themselves white now. I'm a German. I'm a Briton. But only in America you'll find a bunch of people that want to say they're more than other people, and they call themselves white. So uh, it's a lot of things within that, and I hope I address some of the problems and things that we had. Um, Pastor, it's back to you. Amen. God bless you for that, Pastor. That's, that's powerful there, very powerful. Because that, that, that with them teaching history based on what they want people to know and not the truth. So that leads me to this right here. That's their truth, the way they want people to see things the way that, you know, which is a lie. Their truth is actually a lie. So it's what um, President Trump called is what they say about President Trump. He, the alternate truth, the alternate of the truth is a lie. And that's what history is made of, alternate truths in America. They did not discover anything. When you have right at 70 million people living on a continent and you do a genocide and kill those people and take their country and then go get millions and millions of, of, of Africans and bring them over and and, 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 and and kill them, rape them, sell them, you know, lynch them, burn them, and working from sun up to sun down to build this country. Hmm. Hmm. So with all of that out there, Pastor, because – for, for people to, to know this information, that means that that information is out there for you to go out and research and study it. What is keeping people from learning the truth today when the truth is out there? Why aren't we, why aren't we trying to find and study the truth, Pastor? What, what, what's going on with that? Because, you know, it's, it's a lot of that going, they've been going on for years about just being disobedient and just being stubborn and, you know, just flat out. No disrespect, but just being ignorant, you know, what, 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 because it's out there. You know, social media is there. You do everything on social media except uh, it's called the World Wide Web instead of researching the truth about yourself. What, what, what's going on with that, Pastor? It's something that has plagued us and that have been laid upon us. It's been said, and it, 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 it's a laughter and it, it's a laugh, and I'm going to say something, and I might hurt some people's feelings, but if your feelings hurt, it's meant to be hurt. Uh, blacks don't like to read. We don't want to read. We'll go, instead, we'll go and say, I love the Lord, and I heard his cry. The only time you pick up the Bible is when you go to church and you listen. You don't read it for yourself. You lead, you let some preacher who's trying to beat you out your money tell you what the Bible says instead of you learning it for yourself. Uh, they used to have some say, if you want to hide something from a black person, you hide it in a book because they're not going to try to read. But I think part of that came from we were not allowed to read. But that was many years ago. I love to pick it up. I want to know who I am. I, I want to know about myself. You know, the Bible, the Bible even says you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not set you free, but make you free. He who the Son set free is free indeed. Now, today, we, we, don't, want, we don't want to research. We, and what was, was horrible, if they conned us, 
And during Martin Luther King time, the church was thing that the African-American community had came from the church, and they were leaders, and they were fighters. We don't have that today. We have a whole bunch of money-grabbing, lying people in a poor pit that want to sing to you and, and lie to you that they could hear you. And COVID-19 have been out and over a million-plus people and died, and nobody have here no one. So, and I've been passing 28 years, and I've been the, been the seminary, and I know that the Bible don't, there's no such thing as a, as, as, as a, a doctrine of healing. Christ healed when he came to show the people that he was the Messiah. You're sure you sure sure. And uh, it's not anything about health or wealth because First Timothy 6 and 5 say, wrangling of men of, the, of corrupt mind, perverse mind, and destitute of the truth who teach that godliness is a mean of financial gain, which such a one withdraw yourself. So it tells you to, to get around a person if they teach you that godliness is a mean of getting money. And I submit to anybody, if you think I'm kidding with you, you could Google it yourself how many people in the Bible are rich, and you could almost count them on one hand. That's sad to say, but that's the lie that they know if you give money, that makes them get a big salary. So there's so many lies that have been told to us by our own people and by us not reading. We've been pimped. We call them poor pit pimp. We've been pimped. We've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, whatever you want to say. It, 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 it has led us the totally wrong way. And it's time that we start picking up and learning who we are. We need to teach our kids so they can have good, high self-esteem right now. And it hurts my feelings. And I'm going to say two, two things. What hurts my feelings more than anything else is that when we matriculate or graduate from college, whatever you want to say, get your master's, your doctor's, we think that we are above the people that we grew up with. You came from the ghetto, you are uh, uh, the hood. You're a product of the hood. You just wanted to better yourself. But never forget where you come from. I'm proud of where I came from. I'm proud of my parents. And I will never turn my back on my people because you get an education. Now, my brothers, just about everybody in my family did it, was able to go to college and things and able to do pretty good. But we never looked down where we come. We remember we were tough kids in the neighborhood. But we still remember what our parents taught us, and we never. And all of our friends, we didn't care if you finished school or got high school dropout. We love you. I do it in the church right now. I don't care what, what grade you finish in. I don't care how much money you give or how little you give. I'm going to love and treat you the same. See, I believe the only time you look down on a person if you're bending down to pick them up. And it's time that we as people say so you get able to buy a dress worth sixty nine ninety nine, your speech change, you start talking all proper and, and all kind of things start going on with you. You buy you a new lit car and everything is going one way and, and so you thank you more than people because you have this. And you don't. Your dad have you. You don't make the man make the clothes. Clothes don't make the man, okay? Mm. And we need to learn that. We need to learn that. And it's not where you live. 
what makes you who you are. It's not what school you graduated from to make you who you are. It's not what you drive. It's not how much money. It's your character. And from the love of God, what makes you who you are. I just cannot, I cannot see what it would take. I cannot see how people do what they do and think that they are more or they have anything other than what they have. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. All right, we're going to go across the top of the hour. We're going to open up the lines here in a few minutes, 858-357-9137. It's Breaking Chains History Talk Podcast with Dr. LaVert Kemp on this Tuesday. We pray all is well. We pray some questions uh, can come in tonight. Uh, we pray some things are being answered in your life and you're getting some history about who you are and whose you are. Hang around. We'll be right back. It's History Talk right here on YAT Radio. What's going on out here, y'all? We need to wake up. Right, get it together.
is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right, welcome to the second hour of History Talk right here on YAT Radio with uh, Dr. Lavert Kemp. All right, uh, Pastor, we're going to step to the second hour. We're going to open up the lines. There's anyone out there would like to uh, ask any questions, bring any statements, comments, anything to uh, Dr. Kemp. Uh, the line is open at 858-357-9137. Uh, I'd like to open up the lines right now. Um, the line is open. And if there are no questions, Dr. Kemp, if whatever else you have to add, the line is open for everybody. Uh, the mic is yours, sir. Yes, uh I just want to open the lines. Does anyone have any questions or you want to add something to what's been said? And I have anything to add to the program that I pray has been a blessing. Do we have any questions? Or do we have any comments? Or do we have anyone that would like to add to this program? God bless you. I see uh, some callers on the line. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. If you'd like to ask a question, comment, anything, the line is open to you. Uh, God bless you. Welcome to the show. Remember, the only dumb question is one not asked. All right, Pastor. Mike is yours. I want to thank those who tuned in tonight, and I pray it was something said or done within this program that gave us more knowledge of history, not just the history of America, but the origin of mankind. So many things have been concealed from people of African descent. to make us feel less of ourselves than what we are, to hide the knowledge. I would submit that we would just ask how many, how many pyramids are there in the Sudan, and you'll find out that there are more pyramids in the Sudan than there are in Egypt. You'll find out that when whites in Europe, when people in Europe were just coming out of the cave, blackstone homes were living high-rise in Africa. Wall City was in Africa. And if you would ask Aristotle, please, Herodias, 
where did they get their knowledge from? Where was the writings that the writing, like the hydroglyphic before them, where did that come from? Africa, math, science, architect, medicine, Mhotep, Africa, the oldest colleges, Mali, Ethiopia, I mean, excuse me, Timbuktu. But they came from these places, but this is hidden. The first kings and queens of different parts of Spain and France were Moors people from Africa. Look it up. Whites are not going to tell you these things. You have to do the research for yourself because if they tell you, they have to admit that everything that they know came from you. The slaves were never dumb that came to America. They just didn't speak the language. Once they learned the language, they were able to build America. America was built by slaves. America was built by the blood, sweat, and tears of slaves. Now, I want you to know that 60% of the total uh, gross product of, of, of America, what that builds exporting, came from slavery for over, all right, at 300 years. And when you say, how how is that so? Well, if you have 7,000 people working for right at three, right at three, 300 years for free from sun up to sun now, you will have over $19 trillion. If they would give reparation to every, every black that have uh, slavery ancestors, great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents or parents, and that's in slavery, you will find out the truth. Everybody would be today multimillionaires. Now, I want you to understand this, too. If Donald Trump could give tax break going up to over a trillion dollars, a trillion over a trillion dollars, to the wealthiest people in America, which which the trickle-down economics didn't work. And President Biden, I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with the fact that we go, we're sending that the Ukraine need help. They need help, the Ukrainians. But you're going to send them all those billions of dollars, but you can't pay reparations to blacks? Billions and billions and billions of dollars. And you can still see blacks still fighting for equal rights. And I didn't get to say this in our, for the females that's listening in. Please, as African-American female, don't fall for that by women's rights thing. Black men and black women never got their rights. So they only separate you from your black male. Once those white ladies get their rights and they know there are more black women than black men, there are more white women than white men, that they could take over America, they rule it, but you're still going to be serving them as always. So leave that mess alone about about, about women rights, and you come along and say, I'll need black rights. My black son needs his right. My black daughter needs their right. And we continue to stick together because it is called systemic racism. God bless you. I'm going to ask one more time, uh, one other, one other time, 
Are there any questions that need to be answered before I uh, press out? I guess there are no questions tonight. God bless each and every one. Again, I pray that was something said that you learned something from this podcast and that we are blessing to you because I truly believe that this program is a blessing. Heavenly Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. Father, we want to first say thank you. Lord, thank you for going out and our coming in. Thank you, Lord God, for each and every one of us that's tuned in. And Lord, we pray that we would want to learn more of ourselves, know who we are, whose we are, where we came from, and that we started way before we came to America. We were great kings and queens before we ever came to America, before the Iron Age, when they call the Iron Age. Thousands and 6,000 years ago, thousands of years ago, we were making gold crowns and putting diamonds and rubies and all kind of uh, uh, semi-precious stones and crowns and wearing jewelry around our necks and everything before any other race did that, was able to do it. We made statues out of, out of metal, and we were metallurgic. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. But let us learn who we are. Help us to learn that we are proud people. We've always been worshiping, and that Christianity in reality really is from Africa. And your Bible is really an African book. Well, the next time we're on, if any questions asked, I will explain it to you. And I will tell you where to find it at. I will prove it to you, mm-hmm. who the people are. And I'll let the Bible explain the rest. Father, bless each and every one. Make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Lord, let us not come forward to try to put any distance between a division and the races, but let us continue just to tell the truth because we've been left out of everything. So I stand just to tell the truth. Lord, I love everybody, black, white, rich or poor. I don't care what color you are. I love everybody. It's nothing nobody could do about that. I love you, but I have to let the truth be told about this race thing because I'm tired of lies being perpetrated and things trying to buy, being written down, and our people not written, reading, hidden from us. We thank you and praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Father, as we prepare to leave this podcast, we pray we never leave from your premise. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with the love of God, the sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, Rest we're in the Bible that's henceforth and forevermore. And God children say, Amen. I Amen. love everybody, black, white, rich, and poor, and there's nothing you can do about it. Good night. Oh, my people, I love you. We're a family.
My people, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being tired and hearted. Why you hate me? I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. But you hurt me. for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family. <laughs> 